It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that magical five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything at all to go ahead and support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every day, right there for you at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, plus our two great shows each week, wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, covering the world of fantasy football. Game Source, that covers the world of video games. Plus also as well, got the great things going on at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and listen to, or go ahead and check out, actually, what Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro, is saying and i'm sure he's saying a lot during the games at lakersball.com let's go ahead and check out the number one lakers blogger laker tom and of course yami swoot aka jamie sweet with his five things articles both of them can be checked out today at lakerholics.com plus our good friends the hoop heads podcast network and if you need in the southern california area your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today go ahead and get it taken care of by Joe Soro at SinBladesWithAY.com. Tell you what, things looked okay. Things looked pretty good for the first half for the Lakers, finishing off their homestand against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Looked good on the offensive end. Things were looking not too bad for as far as the first half is concerned. But then the Lakers, unfortunately, decided not to show up for the second half of the game as they got absolutely roasted and a 64 to 58 lead turned into a 114 to 100 loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. 36 points were mustered by the Lakers in the second half. They couldn't generate anything on offense. Their free throw shooting, which has been actually pretty good this season, that went awry. Their three-point shooting went back down to normal, which what we were expecting. We thought that the last couple games were a pretty much an aberration. It went back down to 29%. Just really a terrible performance on both ends in the second half. And just, again, this has been an issue that has been uh, lingering now as far as listless third quarters. And this is something that's going to continue on probably for the foreseeable future as the Lakers now fall to two and seven. And it's really not looking good at all for the team right now. But here today to talk about the game, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today. 
right there for you as Ox1947. And also Symbolates with a Y, Symbolates.com. It is Joe Sorrow and Joe. I, I mean, it's just like fool's gold, man. That first half, you thought they were putting things together. You thought you could go ahead and get some things right, that the Lakers might be competitive. But you just saw, starting with the second quarter, lead started evaporating little by little. And then that third quarter happened, and it just fell apart from there. The Lakers don't have any reinforcements. It's essentially AD, LeBron, which LeBron's constant, you know, I, I mentioned this on on uh, Lakers ball during the game time. LeBron has too many weaknesses in his game to be the greatest. I'm not going to go into too much detail on that, but there's just too many weaknesses for a guy that, to, to the greatest can't have weaknesses. And LeBron has way too many weaknesses in a, in, a, in a game. And I know it's his 20th season, but if you're capable, it's just like when someone says, well, they're injured. Well, if they're playing, then you can't give me the injury excuse. LeBron makes way too many bad decisions when he should. This, this, this it had nothing to do with age. Makes too many bad decisions. And he's never really been a good free throw shooter. Now, I know there are, Huge gaps in the in, on the team, huge. But the reason why the Lakers have been competitive, you had mentioned it about the free throw shooting. They actually shot very well this year yeah. from the free throw line. Today they didn't. Today they didn't, and we saw what happened. And the yeah. reason why they've been competitive, folks, those of you who watch this game, there's a lot of momentum in sports, basketball more than ever, is about the momentum. And it was already about the momentum before then. The reason why is we're playing a game now where you have 20 and 30 more opportunities to score. So if you're ever wondering how they were getting so many and how players are getting so many triple doubles in this era versus 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that's why. There's more possessions for players to have these numbers. So... When you don't make those three-point plays, it's, I don't want to say it's demoralizing. It kind of like you get happy and then all of a sudden, clank, and you're going, you just lost a point. You know, you just lost a point and then they make a three and then that score goes to nothing. So if you keep doing that and then, of course, you start clanking here and there, left and right, now, here you go. Now you're getting this momentum that gets shifted into the other team. And then the team now is reeling. And then as soon as you start bringing, taking guys to the bench and they need to get rest, it's, it's, it's all she wrote. Well, as you saw, you pointed out very correctly that the Lakers 57% from the free throw line, that's not going to get it done. But also the fact that they shot 15 less free throws overall. And they're not making it. That also tells me that that's a problem. Plus, 29% three-point shooting. Uh, they match three-pointers for three-pointers. They both only teams. Both teams only made eight, so that's nothing to write home about for either side. But yes, when the Cleveland Cavaliers are getting to the line 15 times more than the Lakers, and they're hitting it at an 89% clip, that's the game right there. John... If, you know, don't you have to go like be one with yourself right now? I, I don't know what you're doing on here. Uh, go, go, like, 
feel good about yourself somewhere. What, what is this trade me for a salary dump? Anyways. Because he was saying uh, trade the team on, on, when he was here on the uh, Friday show. Yeah, yeah. He likes to be funny, but he's not. Uh, and and <laughs> you're, you're going to open up Pandora's box, buddy. You got to be careful. Jay Young brings up a good point, though, that AD only attempted two shots. I know he was in foul trouble, but seriously, he was there for enough time that you had to go ahead and feed him the ball AD, more. Or he needed AD, to want the ball more. AD played about as poorly as I've seen him play this year. He was not making anything today. Hardly anything. It was it, And these shots, these mid-range shots that he's not making are also... Well, you say that, though, and he finished 7-12. to 12. That's actually not... Bad that, uh, it's no st- see that's the problem is we keep looking at the statistics and if 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 we're going to continue to look at statistics i'm going to have to shift over to dave roberts and the la dodgers and what statistics do for you when it matters okay <laughs> we're i am sick and tired of statistics statistics don't s- tell us jack squat anymore we don't care about statistics it's about wins it's about scoring that's the only statistic that matters is either the W or when you score. And when you score, you get the W. I I don't see any next level effectiveness with this team. Russell Westbrook's trying his hardest now, and he's been v- performing very well. Very happy that he's doing this. But we have no one that that's playing consistently for 48 minutes anywhere really uh it's it, they need help they need help they need depth they need they need some guys to, to, to bring here that can actually i guess match the youth too you know cleveland was able to do what they're doing because they have very skilled players and they're they're young and this is about this is the young man's game and it's the young man's game more than it's ever been and LeBron James felt better because it was an illness that was affecting him on Friday night we thought something wasn't was the issue with him. I know you said the things that you said about LeBron, but he still finished with 27 points, seven rebounds, and four assists, minus eight for the game. Anthony Davis, 19 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, also minus seven. The key in the starting lineup was to have been Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn is the type of player in Miami, if he had sat out a couple games, he would always be brought off of the bench after dusting him off, and he would always be getting like maybe 15, 20, 25 points before he play himself out of the rotation. This case, he's just not been good all year long. And this is his opportunity with Patrick Beverly out of the lineup with illness. Didn't get it done at all. Zero. Zero. I, Kendrick Nunn, his confidence is shot. The whole rest of the bench outside of Russell Westbrook, who did have another solid game today. So I am going to give him credit with 19 points. But the rest of the bench... Austin Reeves, he looks so he doesn't look confident at all out there with the ball or taking shots. You see what's going on with Kendrick Nunn? This supporting crew, man, I said it before, is really bad, and it's just not even getting anywhere close to being competent at this point in time. They're not competent, but their leaders are not doing a lot to help either. LeBron yeah. shooting and hitting the front rim over and over and over again and missing free throws over and over again. And AD not hitting anywhere near just a basic average on, on, on some mid range stuff is, is killing this team. And then to, 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 to finish it off, uh, one of our esteemed listeners mentioned, I caught it late, which is uh, LeBron sitting there grab assing with Luke Walton. <laughs> 
who was actually enjoying it very much as an assistant coach for the Cavs. I noticed on that one of that first timeouts during the third quarter where the Cavs started building a lead and he was just smiling and laughing it up with the whole team and the camera couldn't help but focus in on him and, and see how much he was enjoying it. So looks like uh, life is a little bit better for him now after two failed stints with the Lakers and the Kings. Uh, and like you said, LeBron at the end of the game was uh, laughing it up with his former coach. Just It just shows you right now that the Lakers are in a state of disarray and they look like a team already that doesn't care. And it looks like they're already at times right now where it just looks like they're going to go ahead and mail it in for the rest of the season, quite possibly. It's it's not the first time. It's it's if you want to go deep in this thing, uh, LeBron James's career, I believe, would have been different had he played in the Western Conference, and this has been mentioned before. LeBron had quite possibly the greatest era in the the greatest. How do I say this? He had the weakest. Conference. He was he was in the weakest conference in in my opinion in the history of the league in terms of a ten year window. It was it, there wasn't a lot of labor intensiveness on his part or the Cavs, and it makes sense because he didn't really have a lot of crazy talent in Cleveland. He was still able to get to the finals or even you know be very competitive uh, in, in the Eastern Conference. And we're getting. I don't know if we can really compare what it, what's gone on this last few years since it's more in his latter years, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that if, if LeBron had played for, let's say, I don't know, then the Denver nuggets, uh, the first 15 years of his career, I don't, I don't think, first of all, he would have never made it to, to what was it? Eight straight finals. Yeah. And I don't know if he would have had four championships. Uh, maybe he would have, but I don't know. I I I I don't I just I don't know. I guess not. And why do we ask that question? Why am I mentioning that? Well, it's one thing to watch your 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 ability go away as you age. It's another when you're not really you're not really playing the way you're supposed to play based on age. You're, you're playing the way you're playing because. You're, you're just not making good decisions because he's physically able to get to the rim still. You know, he can still bully his way over there. He's he's still capable, but his decision-making is terrible. And the decision-making decision is probably based off of some frustration and then that kind of like effort attitude, which that's that and the fact that he's got so many holes in his game kind of – brings up the fact that I don't know how the, that that there's a consideration that he he could be the top guy ever. I didn't never I never saw that kind of stuff with some of the guys that have been toted the greatest ever. I just haven't. And I I don't I don't and, and, and there's only a few. There's only a few that I take seriously. Uh, who are the greatest ever? I mean, they've said Kareem, they've said Wilt. Wilt had too many duds to be the greatest. Kareem, you know, Kareem's Last seven, eight years, there was more talk about him coasting than not. Uh, the only two really, two or three that I would c- consider the greatest would be, let's say, a Bill Russell, who very, 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 I mean, he, come on, he, he was a winner the whole time. Anywhere he went, he was a winner. And he understood the concept of winning. He would downgrade his game to make sure they won. That's how, that's what the greats do. 
Then you got Michael Jordan. And then as, as much as people don't like to hear this, I think Kobe Bryant is still the second greatest player I ever saw. There's no weaknesses in his game. There were never any weaknesses in his game. I never saw it. No, not free throws, not anything. Well, he shot 44.9% from the field. Okay. Well, he went to the finals the first seven years of his career, or I should say seven finals in the first 14 years of his career and with two different types of – two different – I don't want to say the second half was a dynasty. They had won one more, yes. But you had two different championship eras that he was involved in. And winning is the end-all, be-all, isn't it? And he always seemed to come through on that. And watching this mentality is what's really been the most frustrating thing. If it was simply just basketball, I'd be like, well, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's done, guys. These guys are not moving. They're not going to be able to do what they need to do. But it's the mentality. It's the mentality that just where I'm not in tune with. I'm, I'm just never going to be in tune with this. You're getting your butt kicked. You're two and seven now, and you're out goofing off playing with Luke Walton now all of a sudden. And that, to me, was disappointing, and that a lot of people are going to be able to see that as far you know, they, okay, just acknowledge him, wish him well, you know, that's fine. But to really be joking it up, and that's that's the thing that gets fans as far as on the losing end is when you go ahead and you act like it's nothing, that you just lost and that you just got your butt kicked in the second half. And as a team, they didn't even bother showing up seemingly because of the fact that they threw away a six-point lead into, at times, what was a 16, 17-point lead for the Cavs. So I just find it disappointing that you – Seem so happy about it, especially in the fact that tomorrow, tomorrow night, you actually have to go ahead to Utah and try to beat a team that just beat you on Friday. I think that really just annoys a lot of people like me the most. It's frustrating because they were playing well, and I was getting a feeling that maybe Cleveland, because usually day games on a Sunday for a team that's going across country, usually they they struggled. And they did. They did struggle in the first half. And then the Lakers let them back in. They got their the energy back right at the right time. Of course, every team seems to adjust uh, very well after halftime against the Lakers. And then you saw what happened. It's it's a battle. It's a battle that we're not going to win as viewers, as Laker fans. Mm-hmm. These are passive people that are in charge. Whether it's Rob. He is making an appearance, folks, as promised. Whether it's me or whether it's LeBron, these guys all share the same philosophy, which it's only mind-boggling to me why I was such a favorite to Kobe Bryant because I am nothing like Kobe Bryant. So I'm, 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 I think my confusion on, on, on me is what exactly did Kobe see in me that said, you know what, Jeannie? I'm the guy. I'm the guy, right? The used car salesman sounding, getting extended for stinking guy. So I'm confused. Me, now I'm back to me, me. I'm confused. I'm confused about a lot of things right now. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I understand. Pete, I mean, I've, I've never been, I've never really been a people person. But I, I deal with people on a daily basis. That's why my business is as good as it is, because you deal with people. Like you're changing people's things, right? You're servicing things, right? Symbolates.com. Right. Now, but what I don't understand now, and it's kind of weird, I just, it, it, it kind of tests your, your intelligence a little bit. Like, well, 
this is who we like. This is who we want to support. This is who we kind of hitched our wagon to. I mean, I guess it's not really our fault. We're, we're just fans watching the game. We didn't make the transactions. But I think the part where the, the decision-making by these guys, and it kind of reminds me of, you know how a matriarch passes away? Usually it's always a mother in my in my life. It's always been a mother when I've seen it, not a father. But you know how when a mother, uh, the grandma of the family passes away and then all, and then the real people come out in the family, like that one cousin that was always teetering or that one uncle, they were always teetering. As soon as the mom or the grandma passes away, all of a sudden you start seeing their venom out because now they don't have to answer to anyone. I feel like when Kobe passed away, all these numbnuts came out and, and and showed who they really were. And here's here's what we've been presented. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Well, Mark said he wanted to straighten out your confusion. He said, trade LeBron James, uh, the destroyer of franchises. And I don't know if that go that far. I mean, also those franchises benefited because from the fact that they all won championships with him. It's two, three, four years in. Well, look what happens then. Maybe you see as far as you're saying the destroyer franchises. It's just a thing. Also, what I've said with, with Anthony Davis trade. Anthony Davis trade, hey, if it means we got a championship, great. But we're seeing the fallout from that. And then maybe to Mark's credit, we might also be seeing the fallout from having LeBron on the team as well. The fallout will never be as bad as, as, as we say it's going to be because it still put a banner in the rafters, but what it does test, and this is what happens in life is what are you willing to give up to either make money 
or to win. Now, when I say you, me, give up, we haven't given up jack squat. We're fans. We're just watching, right? But what are we supporting? Okay. I wouldn't go as far as saying LeBron James was a destroyer of franchises. What he did do in Cleveland the first time was napalm it. When he left Miami, he left Miami not really in shambles or a destroyer because you can't destroy a franchise run by Pat Riley. No, they recover kind of quickly to be a competent team. Pat, Pat Riley is uh, he's 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 the godfather. You, you can't. He's always going to have something good going on. The second time he left Cleveland, that was, I would say, more of Dan Gilbert saying, I'm sick and tired of LeBron and his people. I know I'm going to sacrifice some money on the worth of the franchise. Maybe not a lot, but a little. And then, of course, I'm not going to get the sellouts. But you know what? I want to start over. I want to just start over. Let me, let, me, let me do this. Let me try to get out of this headache. He's a headache for a lot of people because he's such a demanding guy. He's, he's, he's a, I don't want to say he's Kyrie, but without the drama, he's, Mm -hmm. he's got, he's got high maintenance. That's what it is. He's got high maintenance without the stupid drama. Okay. And then what happens is when you deal with people who are high maintenance, you'll deal with them as long as it, it fits what you need. Right. But when it stops is when you turn into Mike Myers, you do the love guru, it bombs and then the industry says, go away. For those of you who are confused on the correlation, Mike Myers, you know, Austin Powers, Wayne's World guy, he had been known as a tyrant on, on set. And, of course, when you're making Austin Powers and Wayne's World and all these box office smashes, you deal with it. But as soon as he had a bomb, it was like he went away. It was like, all right, you didn't make us jack squat. Get out of here. Right now, we're, we're, we're getting at that third week and the love guru and realizing this thing is not going to make any money. <laughs> Are we going to jettison LeBron or not? Now, the answer to that is actually pretty easy. No, we're not. Genie is too weak of an owner. Rob is at the behest of that owner. So it's like basically you being blind and you being led by a blind and deaf person. So what do we what what what's next? What's next except reminiscing about the old days, which I hate. I hate talking about the old days. I actually am one of the few guys that likes talking about the present. But what I do like to reference in the past is what worked. What worked? Not oh, I wish we had like you have these people who are like Oh, I remember I used to go to Blockbuster. I missed that so much. Well, if you missed it so much, why did they close them down then? Why did you just keep going? Why did Netflix? Why did Netflix just go ahead as right. a fantasy project to make a show there. about it? That's the awful. Same, right. The same people were like, "Oh, I used to love going to Blockbuster and smelling the carpet and renting the things and all." I'm like, "Well, why did you stop then? You're the reason why they stopped. You didn't go." So I don't want to talk about the past in that realm. Like, I wish we still had A-track tapes. No, I don't. What I do wish is I wish someone, when they lost, didn't go around and go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, after going two and seven, 
Now you're two and seven, and there's no hope. You 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 got Utah in Utah, and when the Lakers were winning championships, we would get smoked in Utah on a back to back. So where are we are in exactly where we knew we were going to be? Go look at the tape, guys. We were talking about this two months ago. We saw the schedule. We're like this first twenty games is going to be brutal. If they end up five and fifteen, it's sayonara for twenty twenty three. And it's looking like that's where it's going to go. I will tell you that it's it's quite disappointing to see the kind of effort that was made in the second half. I know that's something that Darvin Ham must address. These third quarters, outside of one time this season, has been abysmal. The way they come out for third quarters, I think that's a coaching issue. I think that's something where they're just not either prepared or they don't make adjustments, uh, something that Maybe his inexperience is, is him dealing with because the fact that, again, they come out of these third quarters and they just come out very putrid. And now this led into a, just a terrible second half on both accounts. So both quarters, they just looked absolutely awful. But that, those third quarters consistently have been a problem for the Lakers this season. Well, you can't blame Frank Vogel. Yeah, you can. You can't blame Frank Vogel. No. And you can't blame Darvin Ham either. I'm starting to notice, okay, Darvin's doing stuff. He's trying. He's making the effort. He's trying. All right? At some point, at some point, if if you're going to keep giving the master chef, you know, bad chicken, it's it's not going to taste good. And it doesn't matter if you got the other cook cooking it. Oh, well, he he didn't know how to cook this this chicken. Okay, well, let's see if he can cook it better. Well, he starts to cook it. He's like, guys, this is terrible chicken. I mean, it, it, there's nothing else to look at here. We are a scapegoat culture. We are a go-after-anyone-who-doesn't-agree-with-us culture. But the beautiful thing about results in life, in reality, is you, you, you can't trick it. You can, you, can, you can sit there and argue it all you want. The truth is the truth. And what we're seeing here is we're seeing not just the fact that this team doesn't have enough talent around the stars, the stars are also not checked in for a 48-minute game. And then as soon as the game is over, they show that they don't really care either. So then why should we care? Yeah, absolutely. Why should we why should we thank God for 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 technology? Thank God for this time. I mean, if if I had to sit in front of a TV and not be productive in my life, see the great thing about having a smartphone or TVs everywhere I go, I can still conduct business. I could just put it on mute. I was on the phone for half the game talking business. Okay, that's the beautiful thing about now. Everyone wants to talk about oh things are worse now. Anybody who says well, things are worse now is a freaking idiot. I don't even pay attention to what they say. They're not. It is not worse. Okay, you have more opportunity to do what you want now than ever in the history of mankind. It's just, do you choose to still be dumb? The answer is usually yes. So, thank God we live in this era. That way I can still be productive and watch this crap show of a team because then I won't feel as bad. Because imagine if it was 10 years ago, I'd have to sit in front of the TV and basically shut everything off. Wouldn't be able to do anything. Probably don't have a podcast at that point. But we have a responsibility now. We have an audience that has said to us that they care about what we say. 
Thank God, because I don't. I don't care about what I say. I, 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 you know, it is what it is. But if you guys want to hear it, I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. And I know Gerald wants to hear it. And John probably doesn't want to hear it. That's why he's not here anymore, which is good, because John not being here is good. And, <laughs> and, and, and now we're, 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 we're maybe doing some therapy now for some people. That's, that's another thing. We're doing a public service. Let's let's give these guys some entertainment. Oh, he's here. He's still here. I, I knew I knew that would get him out of there. I knew I'd get him out of his rat hole. Um, so we are we have to look at this as the beginnings of the end. And then when things start to get better in a few years, when we kind of get back to the transition of trying to win, then we can look back at this time and go, "Hey, man, Gerald, remember how we were really depressed." And John kept interrupting us and not really making any sense on this, you know, just basically being a nuisance. And then here we are now, you know, now we got the the the, the Evan Mobleys and the Garlands and all these guys on our team. And they're young and playing well. And let's try to go win number 18 because we well, ain't going to see 18 for a while. <laughs> for that, it takes someone. I know that he still sits in with you right there, Mr. Rob Palenka, and he did sit in on, earlier on this podcast. But unfortunately, it takes someone that has, understands the game, understands the players, and can make the right decisions. And this roster, as I have said, ad nauseum, and I will keep on saying it, ad nauseum, is extremely poorly constructed. It is absolutely poorly constructed. I said this in the summer. I said as was being built, I said that as they were going into the exhibition season with only one win, and I said in going into the regular season, they've only won three times since basically training camp started. I don't even know if they won in their inner league games, in their inner squad games, excuse me, during practice, because I don't know if anybody won, because they are so bad as far as from a number three to number 15. It's extremely poor. And what they're going to have to do is trade AD. They're going to have to trade him this year. I am Joe. Sorry, I'm off the train. I know you said we give it a year, but you know what? I'm already off that train. We're going to have to go ahead and trade him. LeBron, everybody out there who's asking for a trade for LeBron, I'm sorry. They're not going to do it because they want the PR. They want to go ahead and have him be in a Laker when he passes that scoring record. It's just that simple. You know, even if the team, like Petting says, is probably going to only win 10 games or less, doesn't matter. If LeBron gets a scoring title that's in a Lakers uniform, at this point, that's all that matters for them. I don't think they're going to trade anybody. I think they're going to ride the season out. And that's a mistake right there. There's there's no other way. Think about it. The, they know that everybody wants, to, wants their internal organs for anything. So they either give up those first two picks – possibly destroy the future of the Lakers or what if they put AD out on the market right now? What if they just start hitting out there? What if they start making calls and say, or start putting out those rumors to Woj and Sean to say, you know what? We might be starting ready to, uh, if, some if they get, if they put AD on the market, that means they're going to take on maybe a couple first round picks and then maybe one good impact player. And now there's no way they'll do that. KD could not get himself traded because everyone said they they're gonna. Joe Sy said he was gonna want the chick the, the whole house right, and everyone's like, no, nah, we don't want to we don't want to deal with that. AD is not uh, a personality issue, but he is a uh, 
is he going to be the missing piece to winning a championship for whatever team that trades for him? Because the only reason to trade for AD right now is to have him, him be the missing piece for whatever team. So let's say Miami. Miami has a couple of big contracts, and they think if they have a healthy Jimmy Butler, um, my God, I can't believe I have so much on my mind. I have a, but who's the who's the center there? At where? And in, in my at Miami. Miami, the center there is Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo, jeez. So if you have Bam Adebayo and then you have Jimmy Butler and then you trade for AD for two, three first-round picks and a couple of players, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, that's probably the package you're going to get, something like that. And is that that's not going to really do much for us unless we pretty much are in ready to blow it up. Well, the Cavs are looking really good. They're a young team that has a lot of years ahead of them. Donovan Mitchell led the way for them. I will give them credit because they do have a building block and a foundation with four good young players that their future is looking quite bright at. And, you know, if they decide to go ahead and build – They're one player away. Yeah, I think they are one player away. If they – I know Karis LeVert has done nice for them, but I think Karis LeVert coming off the bench would be better. If they can get themselves a small forward, a wing that actually can defend and hit the three enough, get them 15 points a game, that would be awesome for them. However – They would be really, really good. However – Because they can pose a problem to the Bucs that not many other teams can. True. However, in the coming years, they're going to have to start paying these guys. Yeah. And that's when they're going to get in trouble. Well, you got to go ahead and make sure you win before they do. That's so. If I'm, if I'm if I'm talking to the uh, small market teams, be careful what you wish for because if you implement a hard cap, which I think is where the league is going, you are essentially going to make it worse for the small market teams. And uh, I've had people ask me, Joe, what the, what are you talking about? It works in the NFL. I said, first of all. How often do you see a second-round pick or even a late first-round pick be a superstar in the NBA? The NBA is too top-heavy to get lucky in the draft and pick someone 29th and have them be a franchise player. It's just too rare. So a lot of these teams could end up getting stuck forever. And some of them have already been stuck in the current system. But if you have a hard cap, it's even worse. As a matter of fact, it'll be worse because you'll actually have the talent. You'll accumulate a bunch of talent. Then all of a sudden, you'll cap yourself out and you can't pay everybody. Yeah. Now you're screwed. There's a lot. There's not a lot of talent in the NBA. There's not a lot of talent that's, that's, that's defining in the NBA. The Cavs have four guys right now that can get max contracts. And you can't do that in a hard cap. Now, Gilbert is a billionaire. He could eat some luxury tax. But you would essentially end that chance of keeping those guys if you have a hard cap. So be careful. Be careful what you wish for. It's too bad, too, because this team is being constructed perfectly. This team could win a championship in the next three to four years if they keep their guys and they get one more guy. They need a wing. They absolutely need a wing. I think that's some, the Everybody only thing needs that's a wing. Missing. That's the problem. <laughs> they, well, that's what they have. They have two guys on their back end that are absolutely incredible. You know, And, again, they're one of the few teams, I think, that can guard 
Milwaukee and Atentapumpo effectively if Brook Lopez is not hitting a shot. But right now he's been playing out of his mind. Like he's like circling back to the Brooklyn days. Uh, he has. He's been playing really well. But if if Bobby Portis and you know that's that's the thing. Milwaukee is throwing out there. Bobby Portis is playing well. He just got twenty rebounds the other day. You see Brook Lopez. He started off the season great. That's why they're undefeated so far. If they continue to play like that, Milwaukee is probably a favorite to go ahead. That's a great idea, uh, Blue Magic. That actually might work. That might work as well. That's something. Yeah, that might work for both teams. That might work for both teams. But I I don't think that Toronto – I'm not sure if Toronto would be interested. We don't know the kind of market that's out there for for AD, especially with his injury history. John mentioned it earlier. And the fact that, that, you know, what can you get back for AD that's effectively going to help the Lakers moving forward. but. At this time, the Lakers need assets. The Lakers need tradable contracts. Laker Thomas stressed this at you know at nauseum as far as having trade tradable contracts. He talked about this as Blue mentioned during the course of the summer, being able to go ahead and have these players that are in the 10, 15, 20 million dollar range that can be moved instead of what you're hoping that somebody will go ahead and, and buy in on Westbrook. He Westbrook has been playing better. But what, nobody's nobody's trading for Westbrook right now. Nobody's trading for Westbrook for anything relating to the player, even though he has been playing better coming off the bench. They're trading for the contract, and unfortunately that contract is just not enticing enough right now unless you throw those two picks. And that's that's me a reason why I would think more like an AD right now might be more movable at this point in time. Well, what you also do is if you move AD for assets only, which I would be – that's pretty much where I would lean. I wouldn't care about returning instant talent. I would be, okay, which team out there is an AD away from winning a championship? And that would be an incentive for AD to accept the trade, right? Imagine if you come up to Clutch and you're like, look, guys, look, guys, um, we have a chance to trade AD for some assets, and we need assets because we have nothing. I'm tired of just working off of a 27, 29 pick. Half the world might be ended by then. I don't want to think about it anymore. How about we do this? There's a couple championship contenders right now that if they got AD are serious contenders. Serious. They mean, I mean, they're very high chance, probability that they can win it all if they get AD. But we're going to want a lot of draft capital. Something's pretty much on par with Rudy Gobert. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. And if you want to take on, let's say, if Miami... You have to trade contracts, too. Just because of it, you have to trade contracts. That's that's something that needs to get figured out. Now, I'm hoping that that contract includes someone who can shoot, at least. You could at least have some semblance of a LeBron offense-efficient type of thing. And, and at that point, you are playing the year out. You garner four or five draft picks for it and hopefully a shooter, a couple shooters. And then try to enjoy the season with LeBron being a Laker scoring leader of all time. At least he's a Laker, right? And then maybe with some luck, maybe LeBron wants to leave in the summer because Westbrook's gone at the end of the year anyways. You're really going to start over this summer. And that's that to me is the only logical way to run this at this point and i'm not sure Bronny can reclassify right now he's listed as a 2024 he needs to reclassify in order to become eligible for the 2020 which is sad too because i'm not sure yet that that can yeah which is sad too because i think 
I think he needs to go to college. And I think you need to base his ability off of how well he plays there. If he doesn't play well his freshman year, he needs to stay in college. He could go to the G League Ignite. That's worked out for that's worked well out for Scoot. Scoot Henderson has really did, taken advantage I of think playing. It's, in it's, the just, it's such a dumb way to go, in my opinion. And this is might be my you know old fashioned way of thinking. This why not go to college? Go play with a really good college coach, win a national championship, then come to the NBA. I disagree with you on that. I've seen what the G League Ignite can do. I've seen the coaching staff that takes place. I've seen who they play against. They play against real men. They play against guys that either some in some cases have been in the league or some cases are draft choices that are going to go into league. I really think that might be better than playing games sometimes because you know with these college schedules, especially if you're a top-level NCAA team, you pad your stats, you pad your games against a 30-year schedule against cupcakes. So what's a good what's good against you playing like uh, you know, just name your Cal State Poly or name your your team that usually just goes there for a paycheck to get slaughtered by 50. What good does that do for your development? Well, the college the- game, the college game has more of an audience. It's got it'll prepare you more, in my opinion, to dealing with the pageantry of the crowd and the pressure and all that versus some G League team that 2,000 people are at. Okay. Well, again, uh, I, they, I, I just, some I of just these G League teams are getting and, and fundamentals exposure. and fundamentals. I mean, you, you're, you, we've already talked about how the fundamentals of the NBA are so terrible. I mean, the game is much quicker and much more exciting in terms of scoring. Kind of reminds me of the 80s. But imagine if you, you, you were able to learn a little bit more fundamentals and, and allow yourself to, to, to just be – just be a, a professional. Be using those those extra things that you should ha- that you can have. I'm not so sure fundamentals are being taught well no. at the college level or even at the AAU level. No, so because they'll leave. Yeah, Everything that's, is that's... it's John Calipari'd. I always say it's John Calipari'd. John Calipari. The reason why the his industry doesn't like him is he made it cool to leave early, mm-hmm. and it, it it put a damper in the the elegance of the college game, the the beautiful game that people like to watch, which I never really bought into that. I I think guys like Jim Beheim, Dean Smith, I think they left several national championships on 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 somewhere because they were too strict. Sometimes you gotta let the talent kind of do its thing. There's a reason why they said Dean Smith's the only guy that ever stopped Michael Jordan. I I just don't like just doing something because this is how I want it. I'm, I'm more of an adapter. I'm more of what is it going to take for us to win? Does it make sense? I don't care. I can mix old and new. Okay. I do like things that are old fashioned. There are some things that you don't veer off of respect being one of them fundamentals being one of them. But if I'm seeing a particular player that's hot and it's the final four game, Keep feeding him the ball. But they don't do that in college. So I'm not trying to advocate for college. I, I'm not a big fan of the college basketball game. But I'm, I'm trying to think of more of what I did see when a lot of the greats went to college is they honed in on their skills. And when they came into the NBA, they were really, really good right off the bat. The great ones were anyways. Well, we'll see. Again, I'm, I'm really a big fan of Scoot Henderson. I got to see him live in person for that game against Victor Wayne Miyama. I think he's an extremely valuable player. I think he's someone 
that has a great future ahead of him, you know, if he stays healthy. I think he's uh, right now the number two pick in the NBA draft. And I think part of the reasons is why is because he struggled his first season at the G League level, but he's now really honed his game. And as you're seeing right now, they're playing games at the G League night arena here in Henderson near nearby Las Vegas. And I think that is just something right now people have to understand that I think that that's probably the future for a lot of these top picks or a lot of top draft choices or top potential draft choices like Bronny James and some others is to go ahead and maybe forego a normal traditional college unless you really love the NIL money. Because the NIL, I approve of it. I like it. That's great for the kids because they're now able to go ahead and take some in some of the money that they're responsible for making for these universities but I still think at this point in time, when it comes to working on your game, to building yourself up for the pro game, for the NBA, I really think the G League right now, to me, is the, little, is the best option. Although, overtime elite, I'll see how the Thompson Twins do. If the Thompson Twins are also top five picks. We'll see how they do next, next year. But I really, it just, I really like what I see when it comes to the G League Ignite experience for some of these draft choices. It's going to take a minute to get used to having a minor league for the NBA. I don't know what the future holds at the moment. It's going to depend on the next CBA. If the next CBA is a hard cap, which I believe it will be, unless there's a major concession done by the owners uh, with the players, we will. it will probably be the beginning of the importance of the college game because it's just not going to be something where it's going to get it's going to be kind of maybe single a at some point well i will say this that the college game let me give the college game credit because right now the two top picks right now they're playing in the nba to the two top nba players that coming out two top choices right now for rookie of the year played at arizona and duke in Paulo Bancaro for Duke and Ben Matherin for Arizona, who've been killing it out there. Both have been playing tremendously for their teams, and they came from university backgrounds at Duke and Arizona. So if you get a top flight program, okay, maybe that's one thing because they maybe they are still being taught well enough to go ahead and be able to advance. But it's just something where there's there's no one perfect right answer for these kids coming out of college or coming out of high school, excuse me. There's no one right answer for their development because we've seen failures from every avenue from these kids. Yeah, and and again, it's always going to come down to what's going to allow the game to make sense. What's what's what are the fundamentals of the game going to be? Is it just going to be three point shooting? Uh, I, I at this point, there's a little bit of kind of both. Yeah, I, I'm I'm starting to see a little bit better inside games now. Uh, but Patrick, was... I agree with you. They do need to blow it up, but they're not going to let go LeBron until he gets that scoring record. And then we'll also have to see if if Bronny does reclassify to a 2023 status. So if if, uh... <laughs> but I, I do think you will hear those AD rumors. I, get I think I think he needs a growth spurt. Uh, he's he's six two or six three. Bryce is the one you got to watch out for. I. I yeah I I don't even know why I'm talking about this I really don't care about that but it, well, it all in fact it all factors into LeBron's future as LeBron's future at this moment is winning the all-time scoring record 
And then after that, he's useless for this team uh, from, from a winning standpoint. Fans don't care about concessions and popcorn, and we care about winning. That's why we went from wanting to uh, uh, throw Russell Westbrook into the Santa Monica Ocean to calling him an MVP on Friday. Laker fans care about winning. We don't care about what their children are doing 40 years from now or whether someone is doing jumping jacks on on the rim. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. So we'll we, ask you this then. Let me ask you this. When it comes to what the Lakers or can do or how can they write the ship for the rest of this month, is there anything that they can go ahead and do and make adjustments yeah. from there? Yes. Call up Indiana. Give them the two picks. Westbrook for Turner and Heald. And you think that's going to automatically just like a, almost like a magical wand just change things around? The because Lakers. I'm not was, as convinced. I've never La- been as convinced, and I'll go with the Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers it might the, improve the team, but it won't do it. The Lakers will finally be able to sit AD and not have to worry about the team collapsing because you failed to mention that third quarter when they really started dwindling down. AD sat down. And that right, was because with that fourth quarter, with that four fouls, yeah, yeah, it's and and it's and even if it wasn't the four fouls, he still needs the rest. You know, you're not going to play him 42, 43 minutes, 36 to 38. You still got to sit him 10 to 12 minutes. You got to sit him at least a quarter a game. That's a lot of play time, playing time. It's just not going to work. There's not enough depth, there's not enough skilled players to back these guys up. And no. On top of that, you don't have a you don't have your two main guys are not inspirational. I mean, you talk about well, the talent isn't good. Well, did anybody think Judd Bushler and Steve Kerr and Bill Wennington and Luke Longley and Joe Klein? You think any of these guys were you know the ghost of Bill Cartwright setting setting uh, setting the world on fire on the court? No, but how the hell did Michael Jordan get these guys to never miss? These guys never missed when they got the ball because he had the fear of God in their beings. That's what you do. Kobe was up in Pau Gasol's grill and Lamar and all these guys had him doing things they'd never done before. Again, Pau Gasol was 0-12 in the playoffs before he came to L.A. He came to L.A. other than that little series against the Boston Celtics played like got into the hall of fame in 09 and 2010. He was great. Even before then, I love Powell. His game was perfect for this team, but it's not about just the game. It's this, it's this right here, guys. It's it's the brain. It, It matters. Kobe was putting the gold around his locker room after they'd beaten Spain. He knocked them over. He knocked them over on the first play. Everyone, like LeBron and D-Wade, looking like, what the hell's going on here? They still didn't even learn. They were there. They were right there experiencing it, and they still couldn't get it. So either you got it or you don't. Well, either you Donovan got it or you Mitchell. don't. Well, Donovan Mitchell right, right now is uh, someone who you might consider as an MVP. That's a good thought there, Daniel. I really think that uh, someone – may start talking about him in that sense. But I still think right now, at, as an undefeated team, you got to go ahead with Giannis Antetokounmpo right now as the MVP front runner. 
I think that uh, obviously Donovan Mitchell would be a good candidate as well right now based off the 8-1 record for the Cleveland Cavaliers. You could also go Jason Tatum. He's had a good season so far. You could even go on the Western side, John Morant, 6-3 and three without Triple J in the lineup. I think that's good. Phoenix Suns, could you throw in Devin Booker? He's been playing really well. Utah Jazz, I mean, Lowry Markinen. Who'd have thunk that we would be even talking about Lowry Markinen as an all-star at this point in time? So some really great performances so far in basketball, but none of them can be found on the Lakers, and that's unfortunate. But we'll see what happens as tomorrow they head to Utah for a rematch and hopefully to gain some revenge against the Utah Jazz in Salt Lake. Oh, now a new candidate is right there for you. Sex Find is our latest. Sex Find, can you please go ahead and subscribe to the Lakers Fast Break? It would just be great if you could go ahead and, and you know, besides. Something like a little and, incense on a yeah, Sunday. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you're just going to go ahead and just spout your advertisements, please at least go ahead and subscribe to Lakers Fast Break. Fast Break at least be kind and be a, greatly appreciated if you did. But. I will say before we head on out, my friend, again, the Lakers do head to Utah, to Salt Lake, in order to go ahead and match up against the Jazz. Any which way they could go ahead and find a way to victory, because right now, I mean, can, can you take any positives from the first half at least? Can you take and use that as a building block for tomorrow? No, no. Uh, I love how you just give me those short answers, blunt, short, to because, the point. Because these are yeah. not – these are not – Age issues. These aren't injury issues. These are mentally blocked issues. Why are you shooting a three when you keep hitting the front rim? Are you tired? Do you not want to drive and waste that energy? Okay, well, you're LeBron James. You, you're you supposed to be this guy that can initiate an offense. Then you're the greatest of all time. Figure it out. AD, can't make a... 13, 14-footer to, to save his life anymore. Then you have a bunch of minimum paid guys that are, you know, you're expecting to hit open shots. I'm sorry, you're not, that's not very realistic. Uh, Russell Westbrook's doing his best coming off the bench, doing his doing what he's done. Well, what else can you expect from him? He's not going to post everybody up and dunk on everybody. That's not going to happen. So your, your, your mental game is off. On top of the fact that you're already – playing behind the eight ball with the talent, but sometimes the right kick in the rear can make that marginal talent move more, but you're not doing that. You're not doing it because you're not setting the example and you're missing layups nonstop and you're missing free throws nonstop. These are all momentum destroyers. They are emotional destroyers. Over time, you miss one free throw. You miss this free throw. You miss that free throw. And then you can't guard anybody. I think there was – I mean, I was i was getting really irritated by the refs, but I think at the end it was just – Lakers couldn't guard anybody. They just That's the only way they could stop them was following them. Their defense, which was so good. Was and none is terrible. Yeah, Holy no. crap. I, big I donut, knew, his big opportunity to I shine, knew, and he got I a knew, big I, I, Yeah, I knew something was up in Miami. I just didn't really know what it was because I was, I, I, I was shielded by the old – by the 2020 finals and how well none played, but my God, that guy is not good. And you got to start there and you got to start with Patrick Beverly's numbers and just go get something for those guys, but they're not going to give up a first round pick. I don't know what the heck they can do. 
And I don't think Dennis Schroeder, who absolutely uh, is not the answer, I don't think he's the answer, although he even hurt you today. He's injured. He's coming back from surgery. And he still hurt the Lakers by shouting off, and he got a technicals just sitting on the bench. Or actually, he was standing up on the bench. Was it, was he, did he shout at the ref and curse at them? Uh, or did I he just he stand was, up like last time? I think he stood up and celebrated. I think it was based off of something that the Lakers had done. I think like a three pointer or something that they yeah, had done. Yeah. Yeah. He was, and he was yeah, celebrating. That was, that, if this NBA is going to start punishing these guys for celebrating, then what are we here for? The idea is to have fun when you're watching a basketball game to keep these guys. This is the second time this happened. Yeah. Stupid. Oh, well, he walked on the court. So the coach is on the court. It's not affecting the game. What is, where do these guys come up with this garbage? If it's, if they were doing this kind of stuff, see, I thought when they put this rule in, I thought it was more of the guy that's standing at the three point line on the end where they're doing this stuff. It's a tech. I go, good, because I hate that crap. But these guys are jumping up, celebrating after a three, and then they're calling a technical, completely destroying the, the whole sequence. You hit a three, now you just gave them a point back because you felt like they were too loud. Really? What are you going to do, start kicking out fans for exci- getting excited? And say what you want about the bubble championship, and I know I'm going to go argue about this time and time again when somebody shows up on the chat and starts you know, going off on the bubble champion or whatnot, but say what you want. The reason, or a big reason why, I think was the camaraderie of the Lakers, and you saw the energy that came off the bench because they were so elated and supportive of the team. I think that's one of the reasons why that the Lakers found so many great things within their play during the course of that playoff run. I just, and the thing is you take away the joy of watching and playing basketball and you want to keep these guys invested. You want to keep these guys in just a part of their teams. You want to keep them as far as going ahead and trying to be a part of the experience going on and not just sulking on the bench because they're not playing or what have you. And you're taking all the fun out of it for these players. And I, I, I disagree with Adam Silvers because it's obviously has to have been a directive for them to go ahead and put the clamp down on that. They, they did it to control the bench from being obnoxious, not when you celebrate after well, a shot. They're doing it when they celebrate. That's what doesn't make any sense. This is, this is like David Stern, like Adam Silver is turning into David Stern all of a sudden. He's starting to do these things where, what, what does this have to do with the game? Oh, you guys got to wear uh, ties when you come onto the, you know. Oh, you got to stop rocking during the national anthem. What was this? Was he just sitting there in his house going, you know what? I don't like people rocking when the national anthem is going on. I'm going to put a rule in that says, don't rock. Don't move. Don't breathe. What is this? How about how about having better officiating for once in our life? They call a foul. I've said this a few times. If they don't see the hit, why are they calling a foul? You can argue that, right? If yeah. there's a foul that wasn't called and the guy's complaining, the ref can say, I didn't see it. Sorry. But if they call a foul and it's clear that they didn't get hit in the hand, why are you calling a foul? These are the things, if I'm in a room and I'm talking to adults, 
These are the things I ask. Now, there's one of two things. Either you're going to listen to common sense or you're going to shut it off and just want to believe what you want to believe, which happens more often than not because people have a hard time being wrong because it hurts their self-esteem. And now they're, oh, they're minimized or minimal, whatever, right? It's like, dude, I'm trying to solve the problem here. Stop getting sensitive. Can you please stop getting sensitive? Okay, you suck at what you did here. That doesn't mean you, you we're going to throw you to the lions. I've been wrong in my honor. You're wrong more times than you're right. That's life. So why would you create this stupid rule? Who? Why are you wasting this time? Going, we're going to call a foul when this guy celebrates after a three-pointer. And and, and and also, we're going to do it only to the Lakers. I haven't seen it done to anybody except the Lakers. You're already making it hard enough. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm saying, uh, this, is, this is a very small thing, but it's an accumulation of things yeah. that have been going on. It's, it's compiling now. It's these stupid decisions. That continue to be pile on. It's not helping, guys. We want to try to enjoy the game. We're trying to enjoy things. And you're, you're throwing in these things that don't do anything, that don't matter. Why? Why are we doing this? I don't know. It just seems to me, like you said, it's building up. It's getting to a point where it's really hard for the Lakers to overcome as, once again, they lose today's game 114 to 100. Unfortunately, a very poor effort in the second half. But before we head on out, Joe, you know what? I am going to. Say this is the issue that seemingly never dies with the Kyrie Irving issue. Uh, I know he's met with Brooklyn, and Brooklyn have given him an ultimatum on things that he needs to do in order to get back in the lineup. But before we head on out, finally, we're starting to hear just a couple players say some things on it. And one of the players this past couple days that did say something on the Kyrie Irving issue was none other than LeBron James after Friday night's game. So I want to go ahead and just say, just part of the uh, the discussion I'm going to go ahead and put on this, I'm going to go ahead and just say that, quote, he caused some harm, and I think that's unfortunate, James said. Quote, but I don't stand on the position to harm people when it comes to your voice or your platform or anything. So it doesn't matter what color your skin is, how tall you are, what position you're in. If you're promoting or soliciting or saying harmful things to any community that harms people, then I don't respect it and I don't condone it, end quote. So uh, at least I'm I'm going to say whether you disagree or agree with LeBron's stance, at least a player, active player, said something on the subject, which, again, I have stressed, like, last week was one of the biggest issues with me, is that there was silence among, among the NBA community. And you and I talked after the show. We, we understand that there were some, some reasons by it, some which you've, you've speculated, some which I've speculated on, and a lot which you've, you've talked about uh, off the air. If you have any thoughts on LeBron, I'm just glad that he actually said something about it. But any last thoughts on that before we head on out? We've opened Pandora's box. And this is not recent. This has been an ongoing issue. This country, people need to stop. Start watching the old Charles Barkley commercial, uh, I Am Not a Role Model. He's not paid to be a role model. He's paid to wreak havoc on the basketball court. We have in society certain people that have certain positions. So if Gerald Glassford comes to my house and tells me I stink in math and I find out he failed in math, what do you think my reaction is going to be? 
If you go to a gym, maybe this might relate to people a little bit more. If you go to a gym and you have a guy who's overweight trying to sell you on being your trainer, what are you going to think? Not going to be a very good one. Okay. At least that's what your initial impressions are. Right. Now, there are always exceptions to the rule, right? There's always exceptions. Maybe this particular person has you jumping buildings because he's so motivating, right? But typically, that's not the case. What we've done by allowing certain celebrities or known people to... What we've allowed is we've allowed them to talk about things that they have no position to talk about. Who is them? Them as in, it could be anybody. Could be an NBA basketball player, could be an actor, could be a whatever, right? Like anybody that's not a, let's say if it's a social issue, let's say if it's a political issue, let's say political issue about homeless in in, in San Francisco or something like that. I'm probably not going to really pay attention to someone who lives in Cleveland trying to tell me what's going on in San Francisco with the homeless problem. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So we have certain people that have, and, and you hear this all the time, right? You, you, well, is he, are you like, whenever somebody says, well, this guy's insane. Well, are you a psychologist? Are you a psychiatrist? Are you a doctor? People play both sides depending on how they feel, right? So I don't care. And by the way, I have a place here, and I'm going to explain it to you. My nationality is I'm a Chaldean. You probably don't know what that is, right? Read the Bible, and you'll know a little bit more about us. But the Chaldeans were like the first civilization, some of the first people that in recorded history, that's who who they are. I'm a Semite. We are Semites. So when I hear the term anti-Semite, I always kind of giggle a little bit because it's always only to one nationality. So do you want to know what I feel? Do you want to know what I think about Kyrie's comments about his, Are you saying it's just? It, I'm more of the opinion when I think of it. I understand where they where this. Do you know where I'm going with this? But I know what you're going with this. But also the fact that a lot of people like me still associate with a religion as opposed to just a general location. Right. Although I understand with a lot of people that they generalize it into a, a locational status. As right. It's to like when, it's, right. It's like when people call Muslim when when somebody hates a Muslim, they call them racist. I'm like, Islam is a religion. It's not a nationality. It's like saying I'm Catholic, right? I'm Catholic by religion. I'm not Catholic as a nationality. And you get this whole mixed like ball of confusion because people are just basically yapping about stuff that they don't really know anything about. I'm going to tell you how I feel because you asked me the question. I don't give two you-know-whats if someone doesn't like me. So I'm not going to be sensitive and what's, what's hilarious is, and I'm going to use a basketball analogy here because we're talking basketball. Do you remember the incident with Isaiah Thomas and Dennis Rodman after Larry Bird stole the ball? Remember how Rodman said if Bird was not white, he'd just be another basketball player? Okay, so Isaiah Thomas and Larry Bird do a press conference. Larry Bird 
is sitting next to Isaiah and he tells everybody, I don't care. And if I don't care, it shouldn't bother you. And what I loved about that line is I feel like more people are upset about things than the guy that actually got insulted. We, we like people just get angry about stuff. Oh, I'm mad that they said this about this guy when the guy that got insulted doesn't care. So we're, we're, it's, it's become this, just everything's about, Oh my God, what did he mean? And he should be punished and taken away and all this. And LeBron, what do you think about this? And I'm sitting there going, I'm just glad he answered because the collective silence. What, by what the is NBA it going to do, G? What is it going to do? What, whether he answered or not, what's the, what's the big deal? If people answered, then you're going to criticize them for answering. And if they don't say what you want to say, they're going to say, "Oh, you supporting it." People are going to people are going to assume or want to assume or just say anything they feel, anyways. So it's just better to look right into the camera and say, "I don't care." I don't care Kyrie doesn't like me. I don't care. It does nothing. It will not affect your life. Okay, is Kyrie going to Germany and putting up signs of this? Is he? And even if he did, what? What's he going to do? He's going to create an army now where he's going to be Genghis Khan? Who cares? Who cares what he tweets? We care about nonsense in this society. It's everywhere. It's nonstop. And I'm I'm tired of it. It's I just gotten to the point where I'm like, believe what you want, you're gonna believe it anyway. So remember that it, quote. Wait, so you don't think it perpetuates hate, which could then perpetuate violence in the long term against uh, needless and unfortunate violence against somebody else for for their race, creed, color, or religion. Well, it's how is it any different than or sexual orientation? Or how is it any different than condemning? Every police officer, when something happens somewhere in Milwaukee or Chicago by, by some crooked cop, we condemn all cops. When one cop here or one cop there, there's two million cops in the country, okay? If three cops are bad and, and hurt someone— You can't just pray—you can't be in a broad brush. You can't, and no matter how loud you speak it, you keep talking, you keep, I keep, people keep telling me this is what's going on. I'm like, well, how is it any different? You're, I've had people say, I mean, contradictions are, I mean, in the same sentence, okay? They'll, they'll sit there and say bigotry is wrong and then say something about somebody in Arkansas or Alabama about how they do things over there. I'm like, dude, you just did the same thing, okay? One cop, and I'm just using this as an example, one cop out of 10 will dictate the other nine, right? But if you do that with somebody else, right? If you do that with somebody else, oh you're 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 a bigot. It's 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 uh it's 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 a lot of contradiction and this Kyrie Irving thing has in, in a lot of ways has become a distraction. And for me the word distraction has taken on a whole new meaning in this society. I believe there's somebody or some entity that's controlling this. It's several, several that are controlling it, but there's the people are trying to jack us up. Society, jack us up from the inside to corrode us so that we can get angry and want to 
be confrontational. And sports used to be hollowed ground. Now they've infected sports because sports is not something you can fake. Okay, you can put a terrible actor in a film and 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 make the film. You can't fake. You can't bring some guy from YMCA and put him in an NBA game and 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 say, well, he, you know, we just all you know, we'll give him a chance. It won't work. You, you got to have talent to be on the be, to be a a professional athlete at this high of a level. So Kyrie Irving, my 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 the only thing I'm waiting for on this is is if you guys are going to be about it, I'm waiting until July. If you're about it, Kyrie Irving will have played his last season this year. I'm talking about the league, not the teams. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Mr. Witch and Mr. Light have an agreement with a group of hags who call themselves the Hourglass Coven. You see, they can come and go into the Witchlight Carnival as they please to steal from naughty patrons. But what happens when those patrons come back years later looking for those lost things? Find out as Wizards and Wine takes on the wild beyond the Witchlight. Two tables playing through the same adventure. One table more thoughtful, kind, and bold in their actions. The other table more decisive, more adventurous, a little more prone to taking risks. The actions of each table influences the gameplay of the other. Find out how it all shakes out with Wizards and Wine, the wild beyond the witchlight. You can catch the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, and you can catch the live stream on Mondays. Find us on YouTube and Facebook. We hope to see you at the carnival very soon. I don't know. You you know me. I'm I'm thinking that somebody's going to take a flyer on him no matter. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to play again for the Brooklyn Nets this season. I really think that somebody's going to take a flyer on him next season. I, I'm just not convinced that, that he's just out of the league for good. I, I just not. I just don't think that. 
you know, his talent, the fact that he can still score 30 plus a game and, and do things for you on the offensive end. I think that just, you know, supersedes anything that as far as each and every team, 30 NBA teams all passing him by. I, I just don't think he's done enough in their minds. I'm not in my mind. That's different. I would, I would not want him on my team, but in, in th- these other teams, they there's still one out there. There's there's one out there that would probably take a flyer. Off. Why? Why would you take a flyer on someone who's going to play 50 games during the year? If he was playing 82 games and was was depends on the team. rate you get him at there. He's no longer going to be a max player in the sleeve. Okay, so That's over. Good. That's done with. Goodbye. Bye bye. Okay, well, then, then I, I don't see how he would play for five million a year. Why would he? He, he just crapped away 17 million last year. He's not getting paid for these five games. Was he getting well, paid the for same, the same reason why you guys got on my case when I said he's lost, you know, probably over the course of his career from all the Well, what I'm saying is he doesn't care about money. Million, but yeah. you know, if he doesn't care about money, he'll probably want to go ahead and play another year for not, whatever. Not at five million. We'll see. We'll see. Not five million. Well, the MLE is what gonna be what seven at that point in time. So I told you the the analogy with the uh baseball. Look what happened to Trevor Bauer. Yeah, Look what I, happened I, to I, Fernando Tatis. Those guys are about it. And and Trevor Bauer, that wasn't, like, there wasn't beyond a reasonable doubt. That was just two people t- t- talking about stuff. But the fact that he even got involved in it took him out for two years and probably his whole career. I, you, you, guys, it, it, there's a precedent. I'm not just saying this these things because – oh, this is, you know, a bunch of rich people making decisions. There's rich people in another league that already put their money where their mouth is, okay? You're talking about a top five – you were talking about a Cy Young award-winning pitcher just recently, okay, the best pitcher in the, in the game, out. Fernando Tatis, who would have been on his path to an MVP. Yeah, but they're out for different reasons. Well, the point, the, the point is that the steroids or the PEDs – they didn't sugarcoat. They didn't sit there and go, I need you to do this list of uh, Santa's list of things before you come back. You got to say sorry to your next door neighbor. You got to go sell cups in, 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 in at Ralph's. And then you got to go and do jumping jacks at your friend's house. And then you got to go and do community service. Over, like, really? Like, what, what is, what is he a child? Yeah, but the Trevor Bauer case is di- very different from the Fernando, Fernando Tatis. That, that's not, that, that's nothing to do with what the, what what they were getting suspended for. The point is, the point is, look at how they handled it. They sat there. They said, "You use PEDs, you're out." Okay, you use it, you're out. You get involved in any kind of improprieties with this kind of stuff, you're out. Well, the that's what done- I'm saying. Well, the NBA has done that too. Remember DeAndre Ayton? He he was out for like over half the season with his uh, when he got busted for steroids. So I'm not, but I understand as far as what you're trying to get at, as far as you know him having all these caveats to get back on the Brooklyn. Maybe I'm this just is the precedent. You, that was a good point, though. That that is because uh, DeAndre Ayton was busted for steroids. It's not very. It's not as common in the NBA as it is in baseball, but when it does happen, the league does have certain strict rules. Okay, Okay. good. So now if this is such a hot topic, now we got to, 
the problem is if you're looking at it from a legal standpoint, he really didn't say anything. He just put a feeler out there that he liked something. So now that plays a whole different ball game, right? Am I right? And that's something I noted to Petting My Cat, because I know Petting My Cat was on my case about just doing a blanket suspension for some of that. And I, I told him that, yeah, you have to put that in consideration, that he only promoted this but didn't actually say the words himself. You know, I understand that there's a fine line or a balance that you have to go ahead and before you can say, okay, you're out, officially out the league for good. I want to, even though I absolutely abhor the things that he promoted. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into the details of this, but there was some things that Brock Lesnar said to ESPN in an interview a few years back that were, that if any NBA player, anybody in like the main sports would have said would have probably been crucified. Right. But I believe the delivery and the context matter. And he still has a career because I believe the reason why it worked for him or he didn't get canceled is because people don't have enough conviction. They don't know how to tell you to go eat it. They get scared. They start sending out their PR people. Their PR people start telling them this. They start doing that. And it becomes this kind of like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm backtracking now. Now you're a, you're a coward, okay? You go all the way or you don't. Okay, you go all the way or you don't. And if you go all the way, there you go. That's what you got. That's who he is. And if you want to change him, and everybody has that same excuse. Is he? Is this going to cause an issue? Is this going to do this? Is this going to do that? Is, is, is the moon going to fall off? I don't know. I'm just going to say he cannot get suspended for, let's say, he cannot be banished from the league because he could fight it and most likely would be ruled in his favor. Because again, he did not specifically say these things. He just promoted something that had these terrible things as part of its structure of its film. And, you know, that's probably what, you know, a lot of people are are going to stress about. And I think that at this point in time, people are saying he should never come back to the league and, yeah, I was a little bit. I was I was extremely upset, and and I, I I was saying that maybe you shouldn't come back to the league at all. Maybe you should find part ways and just go play in China or Europe or or Australia or somewhere else. But let's put it quite frankly, he is going to play again for Brooklyn, whether I like it or anybody else likes it, and he's going to play again next year. You you say he's not going to sign for a five million dollar deal. I don't think he will have to. I think he will just the fast the fact that he still can do what he can do. Even if you only have him for 50 games a year, He can still he's still going to get you, uh, or he's still going to get himself a, a double-digit contract as far as 10, 20 million still out there. He will never get a max contract, but at least he's going to get something that's going to make people squirm by the very fact that he's going to play again in the NBA. So to, end, to put a button on this, I don't care. I don't care about his tweets. I don't care if he plays tomorrow, end of the year, for the Shanghai Dragons, whatever they call them. I don't care about Kyrie Irving and what he does. And you should too. Okay? UK guys, is it is it is it gonna hurt your feelings if when I tell you that? 
Well, what, what it the, is very divisive. What, it's been a very divisive. How did that change your life? How does that change your life? Really? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's been is, a very is divisive incite, Is it going to incite a riot? Is that what you're worried about? Is that really what he did? Again, I do not condone anything of what he said. I think it's abhorrible, and I was disgusted. And you saw how mad I was uh, earlier this week. I condone. Week. I don't care. Well, I, but let me just say this: it's protect yourselves. Try to be good people. Try to support those you can support. Stop worrying about nonsense. That's my advice to everyone, including you, Gerald. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Stop worrying about what Kyrie that. Irving says. I don't care. Well, but the thing is, we have to focus on these things because it's a basketball topic. It's a mm-hmm. basketball-related topic. And we've had we've gone all over the place. You and I have actually answered comments and dealt with comments all over the place this past week as far as people not wanting us to talk about this issue. People wanting to talk about this issue on every episode. People wanting to hear everybody on the LFB wanting to talk about it and what their thoughts are, what their feelings are. They all wanted to hear it. There's a lot of people that wanted us to, you know, just didn't agree with our position. They agreed with our position. They, you know, it's all over the place. We've lost subscribers. We've gained subscribers. So it's been a myriad of things as far as this show is concerned, but it's, it's something that we can't ignore. In the end, to everybody who would not want us to go ahead and touch on this to- topic, I'm sorry. It's something we just can't ignore. As much as you say you don't care, you can't ignore it. Yeah, the, the part I don't care about, I can, I, if you want me to discuss it, I will. And I will tell you what the, the, the logic And I agree with you, Blue. He, those comments made by Anthony Edwards were, ju- were, were extremely offensive. And he only got a slap on the wrist with a, with a, do- with a what, a twenty or fifty thousand dollar fine just that's that was just that was i thought that was very light but go ahead joe sorry i don't you don't care i don't care you think these guys are going home and going oh i'm gonna be a better person the only thing that matters is when no one's around who you really are and if i don't know who that guy is i don't trust that guy or I don't, you know, I'm not going to go by what I see in front of the cameras. Oh, it's 40,000. Thanks for the question. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's a different, it's a different setup. It's, it's, it's just, I don't buy into this apology and donating and this. It's like, it's just a facade. It's a facade. It's fake. Because if you really believe what you believe, especially when you're a grown adult, you know, it's one thing if you believe something when you're 18, heck, even college. But when you start getting into the thirties, come on people, really? This guy's going to change. Oh, this guy's not going to think the way he thought or thinks because Joe Sy made him go do a, a scavenger hunt of apologies. You must meet this, 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 and this. You know, there are no, certain no. factors. It, you no. check it out on Twitter. Yeah, and that that that's that list just exp- adds to the buffoonery of this whole situation and 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 validates Kyrie and to some degree at how stupid things are. And again, I'm not saying he's not stupid too. Yes, he was stupid. Why are you tweeting anything that supports a gutter trash like Alex Jones? Really? You don't need to be, I don't care what politics, what nationality, what race is involved. Alex Jones is a scumbag, okay? Not because of his politics, not because of 
anything he looks, it's him. Even just in that, if I was going to sit and talk to Kyrie, I'm like, why did you even say anything about what this guy did? This guy hurt parents whose kids got killed at school. That's what I care about. I care about children being hurt. I don't care about someone's opinion on something. That's because you know everybody's going to tie in whenever you relate anything with Alex Jones and that creep, you know, with what. That's what I tie him into, right? Yeah, the terrible statements that he made. When you, when you, okay, there was there was this program I saw where this guy was blaming steroids for his son killing himself, right? There's some truth to. Performance-enhancing drugs, changing the chemistry of your body and all this stuff. A lot of times it's tied into pre-existing conditions, and then you add that to the mix, and it becomes a cocktail of disaster, right? So this guy blamed steroids for his son committing suicide. And when you look at the statistics, when you look at all the details, it's likely not why. There was other stuff going on, and that just added to to the situation, right? But you don't sit there and tell a man who lost his son anything but, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because now that instance, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The guy lost his boy. You shut up. You sit down and you listen to what he says. Let him do what he needs to do. You leave. You respect it. And that's it. There's things like that in life you have to do. In this case, this guy was doing stupid stuff way before this, and he's continued to do stupid stuff. And for me, the one that really bothered me was the fact that this guy was was up in parents' face whose kids died. Really? Like calling them I, crisis actors, et cetera, you, et cetera. You, you need to burn for that one, okay? And I was upset like I had never been upset after that situation. I, 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 I'm, it's like coming back right now. It's like at the pit of my thing. I remember I was driving up. When I first heard about it, I was driving up in the, like the one of the most dangerous freeways on uh, in Southern California. And I'm just sitting there going, like, I need, I probably need to pull, pull over. Otherwise I might get, get like my hands were, were, were holding onto the, and then I saw the picture of the kid and I was just the guy that shot every, all the kids. I'm just like, I couldn't, my brain couldn't compute it. And then when I heard what he was doing with that, I was just like, so that's probably the part that is puzzling to me. Why would even give that guy a forum? Cause you know, now people were watching that stuff, but as far as what he thinks and who he blames or who he thinks is whatever, I don't care. I don't care. And we're going to talk about it because it is basketball related. Because as soon as I heard this, what was the first thing that came out of people's mouths? Is he going to get traded to the Lakers? Count the seconds. What are Laker fans going to do if he gets traded to L.A.? Because I really think if Rob called him and said, hey, man, Russell's playing pretty well right now. I think Joe Side does that trade. Now what are you gonna do? All the, all the goody two shoes. Now what are you gonna do? A little, little bit of me kind of wants it to happen, just to, 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 to flush out all the, all the fakes. 
Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I again, I, I think that you know whether, regardless of whether people want him in the league or not, that you are going to see Kyrie Irving in a basketball uniform, an NBA basketball uniform, sometime sooner rather than later. You'll see him do what I, mean, I think he'll probably be playing with the Brooklyn Nets, and then he'll probably General, be somewhere else next season. He doesn't play enough, even when he is. I didn't normal. say he wouldn't play. I said somebody's going to still take a flyer on him. So Somebody always will. You're gonna you're gonna spend. Look, let, let's say he's getting paid thirty five million dollars right now. I a didn't year. say I agree with it. I just said it's gonna happen. You're gonna pay some guy seven hundred thousand dollars a game for fifty games, and he, he he's a he's a he's a renowned loser when he doesn't. Price. He's a renowned loser on the court in terms of wins and losses. Without LeBron, to some degree, without Durant, at least the first year they you played. You and I know this, but I'm just telling you, somebody's always going to take a. Well, that's that's what plays into this. Okay, if this guy was uh, Kobe Bryant playing 82 games a year, then it would be a harder pill to swallow because there's too much talent there and the guy's always available. Then at that point, you're like, shoot, uh, yeah, he'll probably be back next year because there's just too much talent there. Now, he does have the talent, but he's never there and he doesn't help in winning. What's the point? Do you really think people are going to come want to watch Kyrie Irving in Orlando? I'm just telling you that some team is going to try. I'm asking you a question, man. Just answer the question. Well, I know there's going to be some people that are going to go ahead and watch him in Orlando. Where'd that pipsqueak John go? He's left. He's he's working, man. Hopefully he's traveling out there safe. Not grabbing the wheel hard like you just talked about on your story. But I will say, Joe, I appreciate your thoughts on this. Again, for me, I'm just happy that somebody that's active in the NBA said something about this issue and whether you agree with LeBron's opinion or not. I just thought the fact that this collective side spoke volumes to me. Yeah. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing. A lot of times it's, it has nothing to do with that. It's, it's what's it going to do in the end? Yeah. Uh, I think LeBron answered it as best he could without saying, well, next question. We also had to talk about Kanye West uh, appearing on his show and them cutting out that episode entirely, and then he's and that's 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 the bad part right there. See, so he does one good thing and then he, he he craps on the other. These are the times where you need to show this in these moments. Well, he said they it's, kicked it out of the archives because he there was no place for the kind of hate talk that he uh, that was. I, I get that, problem. but you're 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 not. No, no one's listening here. Yeah, I want to hear what he's saying. In that forum, you want to help the guy? Is that what you're trying to do, or you just want to get rid of him? I think they're trying just trying to get rid of the problem, just like the the David you Letterman. Don't, you show don't you don't get rid Netflix. of Remember you don't they, get rid of. Were, well, you yeah, just heard you that they cut they cut a lot of, out of that interview with David Letterman and Kanye West there. So yeah, I yeah, I, it's it's again the, the public forum and how we perceive things. And this is still going to dictate what's going on. But again, I still think uh, whether you like it or not, and I certainly don't like it, but. I know what's going to happen. Somebody's going to so, take a flyer on Kyrie. I'll, I'll end it on this. There was a very and thank you, very... heartless, uh, heartless crap. Going ahead, subscribe you to our channel. Heartless crap. Is that you, Joe? Uh, it's my language. <laughs> I'm heartless, and I say crap a lot because I can't say the s word. <laughs> I appreciate you doing that. Yes. So it's, it's not as much of a button on things, but again, I gotta, I gotta. Unless we give, it. unless Joe wants his own show where he can go. No. No, I'm not a do my own show guy. I'm I I'm I'm more of the I'm the batter, and I need a pitcher to hit okay. the ball. Serve you I, those softballs. Serve you those. I'm softballs. not I'm not a uh, I'm not a tennis player. I'm not a uh, racquetball. Well, like racquetballs. Eh, no, wait a minute, that might work too. 
I'd say a pole vaulter. Are you a pickleball fan? Because all these NBA players are buying pickleball. Well, pickleball, I can see the the fun in playing pickleball. It's kind of like in between tennis and and ping pong. Yeah. Yeah. I can can see the fun in it. That seems to be the new thing for basketball players to go ahead and do. Buy a pickleball team. Well, your your hand-eye coordination is – I mean, it's almost like you're – you're like this the whole time. So I can see why <laughs> with, with our attention spans being what it is in this, in this time. Now it's the perfect sport because <laughs> you're like the whole time. So any last thoughts, man, uh, before we head on out, you've been, it's been a great conversation again. Yeah, I, I was going to make sure it was touched upon. I was going to end this since you brought up Kanye. Uh, a lot of times the, the, the only way to stop hate is to give hate a forum. And there was this really good, uh, I forgot the name of the program, but there was this really, really nice lady. Uh, she was a Muslim lady from England who went in the deep South and started talking to a lot of the, uh, let's say, white supremacist types. And after, after doing the interviews, their opinions changed when she showed them some of the vile stuff that they said about her. And I remember one distinctive guy who, who was reading this stuff, like emails that she got, he was upset. He was upset. He was upset that someone had called this lady because he said it. He goes, you're such a nice person. You've changed my opinion. You've changed my opinion on Muslims. She's there. She's asking them normal questions, not doing anything other than asking them questions. And he's talking about Antifa and this, just the typical stuff that a lot of these guys get mixed up in. Right. And at the end she showed him emails that were vile. And he, he was upset at the people who sent her that because he goes, you're nice. I like you. I respect you. So we, we don't, you want to fix a problem. You can't run away from it or put it in the archives or burn it. That's, that's stupid. How about showing what Kanye said and then inviting him back and going, Kanye, this, you, you can't, you can't, this is a contradictory method. You, you, you were in front of the whole world during Hurricane Katrina saying that these people didn't care about your people. And then you went and did the same thing uh, over here. You, you, you did the exact same thing. Maybe talk to them like that, guys. Talk to people. People who don't know you, if they're ignorant, then make them, don't let them be ignorant. Tell them you did this here. Now what? What are you going to say? But it's easy to just say, oh, I don't want to be involved. I'm just going to cut this, cut that, send him here, send him there, get rid of his Adidas contracts. Okay, well, that's, that's okay. Well, that makes you feel good, then do it. That's a good point, Richard. And that's something, Joe, keep a reminder on this for after the game tomorrow night. I think what Richard is pointing out, we'll go ahead and talk about that. I know you talked about, getting rid of the picks and just doing the Indiana trade now. But that's something maybe we'll focus on after tomorrow night's game. Remember, the game is at 7.15. The game, they're in Salt Lake City. The game is on at 7.15. Want to go ahead and make sure that's noted to everybody out there as the Lakers go ahead and in a rematch, go ahead to Utah to face off against the Utah Jazz. Once again, it is at 7.15. So that means we're going to probably be on around 9.45 tomorrow night, Pacific time. Hopefully you get a chance to join us. Yes, the LFA, uh, the the soccer game, the football game for the LAFC, the Fo- LA Football Club was a crazy game. I got a chance to check it out. Absolutely, you are correct. It was just a wild scene there. And 
uh, you know, to something that it, you saw the the time, the fun, the the exuberance, uh, you know, everything going on there as LAFC won the championship. So congratulations to them, at least on that end. But Joe, any last thoughts before we head on out? I praying that the Lakers can muster something here tomorrow and salvage the weekend. Yes. I was hoping for a two and one weekend or extended to Monday, but I'm starting to realize we might be getting a donut here. And that's not good. That's not good at all. Indeed. We get this. It's, it's, it's pretty much, we're talking about blue and petting both said two and eight. We're in danger. Two and eight. Yeah. We're in, we're in real danger of, of giving the new Orleans Pelicans a possible top five pick at this point possibly a number one pick and wouldn't that hurt Big that one Alabama. would sting even that a second would. pick even a second pick would yeah, be scoot. yeah getting scoot oh that would be just tragic this is a loaded draft i spoke to my good friend you know just the other day rafael barlow i've t- talked to stone hansen he was on our show the other day and he talked about how this is a loaded draft 20 players deep as far as players that can affect possibly what's going on in the NBA next season. So I I think that uh, the Lakers could really be in for some hard times coming up if they don't right the ship really soon. So I, you know what, we're not going to sugarcoat it. That's the one thing we don't like to do here is sugarcoat things for you. I even Laker Tom who used to sugarcoat things in the past is no longer sugarcoating it. And I appreciate the fact that we're telling it straight up. Uh, I know that you go to those other places and try to hit the uplifting, unrealistic scenarios that are out there that just aren't going to happen. We tell you straight up how it is, good and bad, right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And thank you so much for sticking with us. It's been a great episode. Cannot thank everyone enough for watching and listening. Also, go ahead and make sure you subscribe today. You know, Just truly appreciate all the new subscribers we've gotten over the past few days. We know we lost some because of our opinions and whatnot, but we're glad we gained all those back and then some on our subscribership. So go ahead and subscribe below Joe today on YouTube. But also as well, we're available wherever you get your podcast. So check them out there. And anybody who's doing so, who's listening out there, thank you so much for doing so. The chat, yeah, the poorhouse says he's late. Sorry. No worries, my friend. Appreciate you just being here. The Lakers are just not good. Absolutely correct. The Lakers are just not good. Hopefully they can write the ship tomorrow night at 7.15 against the Jazz. Hit the like button. Absolutely. Richard, you've hit it right in the head. If you like what we do, please go ahead and hit the like button today. It is truly appreciated. It helps YouTube say, hey, you know what? That Laker Fast Break channel, it's got a lot of good stuff going on. Joe Soros on that show. Joe Soros on that channel. Go ahead and check it out. Yeah, so you, you Joe Soros getting into the YouTube algorithm. So that's really cool right there for you. So Sinblades, that's right. Sinblades.com. Go ahead if you want in your the Southern California area, if you want your lawn transformed, go ahead and do so today at Simblades.com. Also go ahead and check out LakersBall.com. Of course, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet at Lakerholics.com. Poor house, you're never late. We answer comments 24-7. Joe, did you answer the comment that was uh, made for you on the Utah Jazz game? Or are you going to do so after we go off the air? I liked it. I haven't had a chance to answer it, but thank you. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, So, and then Jamie Sweet, hopefully, will get a chance to answer his as well. So, yeah, we try to go ahead and follow up on it on the YouTube channel, Lakers Fast Break at Twitter, Joe Sorrell 5 on Twitter, at Laker Tom on Twitter, 
of course, Lakerholics, Lakers Ball, and of course, the old-fashioned email, which these guys still love here behind the scenes at the LFB, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. And for those wanting still interested in our hopefully watch parties, I have another meeting on Tuesday with Playback.tv, orientation, they said, stuff like that that I'm going through. So hopefully it's a good sign that maybe by the end of the week something may happen on some watch parties so you can hear Joe live as it happens. So right there for you. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. (laughs) You guys will be one better once LeBron leaves. Watch. You know what? That's that might be the case. You know, he was called earlier in the chat, the destroyer of franchises. So we'll see, but I will take the championship that we got with LeBron. And I like the fact that we're still tied with the Boston Celtics, but 18 is looking very, very distant right now unless we make some changes and we make them soon. Joe might have to watch hockey and the Kings. What about the Golden Knights up here in Vegas? They're doing awesome. Go ahead, Joe. I I have to thank the Kings. And I've been a a casual Kings fan. I was too Uh, for a long time. I've never been a a diehard on on any NHL teams. I always try to cheer for the Penguins and the, the Kings. Uh, was kind of interested in seeing if the Golden Knights could be the first French uh, inaugural franchise to win a, stand, a championship in general. That was a fun ride here. It was in the so city. close. I uh, felt bad when they lost, but, you know, again, uh, Ovechkin needed to win his title. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, congrats to Ovechkin. I know he passed another record mark here recently. I know he's – Most goals by one, on, on the same one, fra- team. In one franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Yeah, so yeah. congratulations to him. Great player. Not going to dispute that. Golden Knights are, are now, again, at the top of the NHL, really liking that here in Vegas. But I was a Kings fan, a, a, like you said, a casual Kings fan for years because I'm from the L.A. area. was so happy to see them finally get those two titles. Well, they were. it was a beautiful yeah. time because that was that was the dead areas of, of the Lakers. And the fact that they were putting banners up while the Lakers were dead was really nice. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Poorhouse says he doesn't root for just one team. That's how I can analyze them all. So good. That's, you know, that's how I can analyze them. All, all them teams. So good fellas. So, you know, Poorhouse, just ha- glad to have you here. Glad to have everybody here in the chat, whether you agree with what we said or disagree with what we said, whether you, you know, you said we were stupid or you said we were good or you said we were like, you know, everybody was great. You know, even, Sexy bots or whatever it is, the one that I blocked earlier, sexfine dot whatever, you know, just yeah, just you know, great to have them here. But it would be so nice if they could go ahead and subscribe. I just those bots could subscribe, that would make it so much more, you know, okay for them to stop by. But you know, they're not subscribing, so I kick them out. But I will say it's great to have you here. I won't kick our chat out because our chat is the best Lakers chat that's out there. Once again, the Lakers do go ahead and lose 114 to 100, but we will be back tomorrow night to wrap up the second game between the Lakers and the Jazz tomorrow night. Hope you'll be there to join us. Truly appreciate it. If the Lakers make the playoff, Joe eats candy. Well, Joe is eating candy at Halloween, so I don't think that's a stretch, but okay, Richard. If, if the Lakers make the playoffs, Joe will eat some candy. How about that, Joe? Well, I, you can't have skin like this if you eat candy. All right, Brad Pitt, calm down. Yes, yes, you're right, Brad Pitt. Yeah, okay. Calm down. He's got the hair done the other day. I know, I know. know. All right. Okay. So for Joe Sorrell from LakersMall.com, it's Gerald Glassford. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you tomorrow night. Right around 9.45-ish, 
yeah, around there, 9.45, 10 o'clock-ish. Hopefully, it'd be around then and not sooner, because that, that's the case. The Lakers are probably losing big. But if it's around 9.45, we'll go ahead and be here for you right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs> 